Hello, Lyle. Welcome to the program. Hi there. I've been told that you met this man. Yes, I um, I, I worked for a big corporate company a few years ago, and I, one of the things we subscribed to was the Institute of Management, and every month or so we went on something. And one day they said we can go to a tour of Paparara Prison. This was about 2007, 2008. Um, and I went on that tour, and we went around and saw the cells and all that sort of stuff, and that was all very good, and prisoners being coming in. And then we were going to have dinner with prisoners, um, and we were told it was the same food and all that. So we sat down at the corporate table, probably about 10 at the table, and I think there might have been three prisoners there. And next to me was Paul Wilson. And he, he was... I got me. He said he was some hokitika, and that really sparked a thing in me, um, because I'm from Greymouth originally, so I... I and I got a fairly inquiring mind, and we were told we shouldn't really inquire too much about what they've done because, you know, it's in the past. But I couldn't help myself, and I just asked him, what did you do? What did you do? And he says, well, I can't. I'm not going to tell you that. But what I would say, if this was France, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here because it was a crime of passion, and I would have got off. And I said, oh, okay. And that's all that was said. And having dinner with him, he was just like a regular guy, a really nice, what you'd expect a West Coast to be, you know, Mm. Straight up. As soon as I got home, of course, because I've got this inquiring mind, I went straight on the internet, Paul Wilson, blah, blah, blah. Sensible sensing trust came up, and I saw the horrific stuff that he had done and mm. blew me away. And it just reaffirmed my view that those sort of people should never go to the prison um, ever. They should go straight to the gallows. And I know it's not a popular thing to say that, but I think mm. it sorts the problem out. Yeah, well, I I remember years ago. Here's a funny old story. This is the the you know the banality of crime and evil. Um, but years and years ago, I was actually in a theatre troupe as a um, holiday program when I was at university. You know, and we were at one stage were sent to uh, a psychiatric hospital to do a play for the people there. Um, and uh, one of the things that we did was. Um, Maxwell Silver Hammer, which was um, uh, uh, acting out Bang Bang Maxwell Silver Hammer by the Beatles, right? And Maxwell Silver Hammer came down upon his head. Now, we had this audience there of people who had been remanded you know, to a psychiatric hospital for uh, crimes of violence. We didn't even think about that. We were just kids. And so we did the whole thing. All the staff were on tenterhooks. The, the nicest guy, the nicest inmate there uh, of the whole lot, we actually got him in for some audience participation. And the reason they were on tender hooks is it turns out that was the guy who killed his mother with a hammer. <laughs> and we're singing about killing with a hammer to this guy, and that's why the staff was on tender hooks. And we were talking about it afterwards, and all the psychiatric nurses said, you'd never pick it. But, we, but, he, but he has a thing inside him that can just go, you know. And I, I'm worried that Paul Wilson had a thing in him that, well, it did. It went twice, didn't it? And that's twice well, too sure many. Well, I'm sure it did, and that's the reason I rang up. People saying, oh, they should be able to pick this thing up. I'm a good judge of people, and I would never have picked it. I would have thought, hey, it was a one-off thing. Um, girlfriend, it all went wrong. He was alcohol. I don't know what the situation was, and he imploded. And he's been there for a long time, and he'll come out and be a good citizen. Mm. Well, clearly, I was wrong. You can never pick it. I'm yeah. sorry you can't pick it. All right. Lyle, that's a fascinating story, and I thank you so much. I'm just ringing with regards to your comment that a lot of people that do end up in prison seem quite normal. I had a gentleman who um, befriended not only me, but also my daughter, and then raped my daughter at the age of eight. 
and he um, is now serving a sentence in prison of, he got sentenced to 12 years with non-parole of eight, appealed it, and ended up having to serve um, six years um, non-parole. Every year I went and appealed the parole and said that if he gets out, then I'm going to actually go to the media um, because I felt so strongly they hadn't rehabilitated him. They had done nothing. Yeah. And they said that they don't rehabilitate them until they're at the stage of being let out. Um, it's now 12 years and uh, he's due out this year. And I do have concerns because there's a lot of other women and their children that have not actually come forward and said that they were raped by this mm. gentleman. And so, so, he, so, so, so this is this is interesting, in, in Susan, in that he befriended you and your daughter, right? Is that true? That's right. And, you, and at that at that time, you thought he was perfectly decent. That's right. And the thing is that he also offered to actually be the person where my children could go when I had a protection order as the person that was going to be overseeing um, that they were okay when their father was visiting them. So, you know, and he, well, he, he value, he seemed like a really nice mm. guy. And, you know, and then he did this to my daughter and also his niece as well. Well, it is indicative. And, and I think what's interesting, what you said also, Susan, is that they don't look at some of this, uh, some of this uh, therapy until the very end of the sentence, you know. And I where, kept on saying that at every parole board hearing. I went to every single hearing. Mm. Um, and I've done that for the last 11 years, yeah. um, turning around and squashing um, parole um, and saying, no, he well, well, my, 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 I'm concerned about him. Yes, Susan, but yes. My, my point I'd like to make based on your statements about that is that uh, the assessment of a prisoner's risk happens uh, every single day that they're in prison and it doesn't seem to be happening. They, we seem to be sticking no, them, we not. seem to stick them into prison and they're doing their punishment and we just forget about them and they throw away the key and they know the game and they know that they're going to just behave as well as they can and then uh, there's a little bit of time when they can actually you know, pull the wool over our eyes and they get out and then away they go again. And that seems to me as though the process of imprisonment ain't working in any way, shape or form because it, has, it hasn't dissuaded them. Rehabilitation starts at home. Rehabilitation, it starts at home with Mum and dad, the kids. Yeah. I've got a number of people saying that they've, we've heard nothing from Paul Wilson's parents, but how must they be feeling? What yeah. happened there? Well, personally, I'd, I'm right into, um, I'm right into, how do you put it? Uh, if you've done a crime and you've done a real bad crime, like murder or something, so, say, you, say you've actually killed someone, which is, Horrifically, the most intense crime or abuse to anyone else or killing someone, taking mm. their life. Well, that means your life's gone. Mm. Because if, if, you've ta- if you've taken someone's life and screwed up the family's victim's life for the rest of their life, then why should you be allowed to live? Yeah. There's no, there, there is no reason for it. it it's not I for... If you've harmed someone, or it, it's very yeah, no, very I, understand, I understand what you were trying to say, and I, and I get it. And the Schroeder family believes that uh, he didn't just kill Kim, he killed Gary uh, Kim's dad, because uh, when it was yeah. found that Paul Wilson um, 
had been the man who killed uh, Nicky Tuxford, and the, yep. he appeared in uh, in court, and then his name came out. And just hours after that, Gary Schroeder took his own life. And uh, the Schroeder family believes that um, that is purely because of Paul Wilson and Paul Wilson's effect over 24 years on the Schroeder family's life. So, yeah, they are, they have a life sentence. I totally get the thinking and I totally get the reasoning. Yeah, there, there, there is a reason behind the thing. Like, if, if you got a... If you, had a, if you had a family like mum, dad and three kids or four kids like we've got, and one of them was like a real bad, like, a dead turret, like, say someone off the rails, mm. you'd sit down and reason with them. But if they actually harm someone, if they took someone's life... I'll be more than happy to take their life because there's you. You've got to weed out the the things in life. Mm. All right, Kevin. Thank you so much.